On today's episode, we are talking about the departure of Alexander Radulov, yet another older member of the Dallas Stars, supposedly leaving the team. We'll talk about his time in Dallas, talking about the overall change we are seeing within this Stars organization, and then talk about Game 1 of the Western Conference Finals on today's episode of Locked on Stars. Your Locked on Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy there, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked On Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day, I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars hockey, credentialed member of the Dallas Stars media, coming to you on this Wednesday, June 1st. Happy June, everybody. Uh, we're almost halfway through 2022, which is insane to me. This year is flying by incredibly fast. Uh, whether or not that's a good thing is to be determined. But thank you for stopping by today's episode of Locked on Stars. Whether this is your first time here, or you are a recurring listener, thank you for checking in and making us your first listen every single day. Be sure to subscribe to our show and follow our show if you do not do so already on YouTube, on your favorite podcasting platform. You can leave a comment down below or a rating or review. Those are some of the best ways to help the show grow and expand and continue to capture this great audience that we already have that tunes in every Monday through Friday. But uh, keeping in tune with some of the things we talked about yesterday. Yesterday, we talked about Jason Spetsa retiring from the NHL, a guy who played for the Dallas Stars. Today, we're shifting the focus to someone else, and this one might hit a little bit closer to home or feel, uh, I guess, just with recency bias, maybe hits a little bit harder. Um, but it seems that Alexander Radulov, his days as a Dallas Star, um, seem to be a thing of the past. On Tuesday, an account on Twitter called The World Hockey Report did tweet that Alexander Radulov, 35 years old, would be signing with, and I'm probably about to butcher the mess out of this name, um, the Akbers Kazan in the KHL. Um, that's a league kind of over in Asia. I think they have teams in China and um, some parts of the Middle East and Russia. But it's a league that I believe Alexander Radulov did play in at some other points earlier on in his career. Um, because he is from Russia, so that's an area of the world where he's from and familiar with um, and has played hockey there before, but it was tweeted there, and even the team's account, if you go find it on Twitter and Instagram, they put out this insane kind of epic Jurassic Park reveal image. It's the scene of the the little kid with the night vision goggles, sunk binocular things, and uh, where a dinosaur typically pops up, it's the night vision, and then it's this photoshopped image of Alexander Radulov with the dinosaur roars, seeming, seemingly telling us that Radulov uh, will be coming to play in the KHL next season. I believe his deal is for like $2.4 million a year, but nonetheless, it looks like his days as a Dallas star and potentially his time in the NHL has come to an end, which is very, very sad, but it's something that I anticipated seeing this offseason. Given that he is 35 years old, his production was not where we wanted it to be this past season. He was a guy that we were kind of waiting on all year saying, okay, now, like, hopefully Rads can break out now, or this is going to finally be the time of the season where we see Alexander Radulov return to form. But 
it just never really happened, despite him establishing some decent chemistry with some of the younger players, especially Jacob Peterson. Uh, Alexander Radulov, pretty much a shell of his former self this past year. And despite only being a Dallas star for five seasons, it's easy to say that Alexander Radulov became a fan favorite very quickly. Uh, and of course, he's kind of been to multiple parts of the league, again, taking some breaks in between, but he did play three seasons in Nashville with the Preds. He played with them from 06 to 08, and then again in 2011 and the 2012 season. And then he did spend one season in Montreal in the 16-17 season and then spent the rest of his time in the NHL in Dallas with the Stars. And it's easy to see why he became such a fan favorite, especially early on in his days here in DFW. He had 72 points in both of his first two seasons. Uh, in the 17-18 season, that was third best on the team. That was back in the days when it was the top line of Ben, Sagan, and Radulov. It was so fun to watch. Uh, and then in the 18-19 season, his 72 points were second on the team and he led the team in goals in the 2019 playoffs and was second on the team in points and he was just an incredibly huge presence on the stars playoff runs whenever he was a member of this franchise he had three goals against the predators in that first round series in 2019 and then of course you have to talk about many of his moments in the 2020 stanley cup run he scored the game-winning goal in overtime in game four of that game against the Calgary Flames in round one. We talked about it earlier on before the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs that the Stars were almost down 3-1 in that series. It looked like they were going to drop game four. They come back to tie, and then Alexander Radulov is actually the one who gets the game winner and evens the series for the Stars then. And the, the rest of that playoffs is kind of history, but there's still bits and pieces of Rads sprinkled out throughout that playoff run. Two goals. In game one against the Colorado Avalanche, which was a win for the Stars to start the second round. But then game seven, which many remember as the Joel Kiviranta game where he had the hat trick, he scored the game winner. Alexander Radulov had two goals in that game as well. So as much as we love to talk about Kivi in that game, you do have to tell about Rads' effort whenever you tell that story. And then, of course, he played a huge role in the Western Conference Finals as well. He scored the game-winning goal in overtime in Game 3 against the Vegas Golden Knights, a series that was tied 1-1 at the time, but he gets the Stars over the hump in Game 3, and then Dallas would go on to win the next two games of that series and advance to the Stanley Cup playoffs. So Alexander Radulov, just a huge presence on this team, an incredibly clutch playoff performer while wearing a Stars sweater. And, and just at the end of the day, I mean, he did all those things, but he was just one of the most fun guys to watch on the Stars team. I mean, he had the most contagious energy on the entire roster and his his energy his enthusiasm was just unmatched and not only did it spread to the guys on the ice that he played with but it spread to everybody in the building i mean i think stars players they just feed off the energy of the fans and so of course the fans you know feed the energy that the players have but then i think it comes back when fans see players like alexander radulov celebrate the way that he does get excited the way that he does be as invested in the game as he is, it, it flips back. And so it's just a give-and-take situation between player and spectator. And he was just such a joy to watch because you could tell how much he enjoyed being out there on the ice with his teammates night in and night out. And that was one of the biggest shames of not seeing him produce as many big numbers this season as we saw less Alexander Radulov-centered celebrations. But... I mean, this was kind of an inevitability coming into this offseason. He wasn't taking up too much cap space, but just a guy at that age with the amount of production or lack thereof that we've seen 
in the past year or two, it was really only a matter of time before we saw him depart. So haven't seen anything denying these claims, but haven't really seen any verified sources confirm this yet. But with the team in the KHL tweeting that video about Alexander Radulov, it seems like a certainty and it's a move that makes sense. Uh, he was going to become a UFA in this offseason. So it makes total sense that he would be moving on, moving closer to home. Good for him. I wish Alexander Radulov the best of luck in all of his future endeavors in hockey and beyond. And I know that he will always be a Dallas star. And if he ever comes back and just watches a game or visits the AAC and they put him up on the screen, I know that the fans in Dallas will be very excited to see him. But we are going to continue to talk about this new age of Dallas Stars hockey. And you can't get to the new age without the passing of an old age. All of these guys retiring and moving on to different walks of hockey life have made me ponder about what stage of life the Dallas Stars are currently in. And we're going to talk about it after we take a quick break. Today's episode of Locked On Stars is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand that their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Rock Auto's prices are reliably low for every single customer, and they're a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. And they have everything that you could possibly need, from brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car or truck could ever need at rockauto.com. And we're moving on on this Wednesday episode of Locked On Stars. Thank you again for stopping in and making us your first listen of the day. And, and this is kind of a, a sad inevitability of hockey we, that we've seen in the past few days with the retirement of Jason Spezza. We see Alexander Radulov seeming to depart from the Dallas Stars. It's something that happens in sports every year. Um, we see players retire. We see players move on to different areas of the sporting life or ultimately retirement. And it's just kind of a bitter pill to swallow. Um, but it's really just kind of made me think and and I know we've talked about it, but I'm just realizing it even more and more that we are truly moving into a new age of the NHL, but especially a new age of stars hockey. I mean, you it's just changing before our eyes. You look uh, in 2011 and 2012, I mean, 10 years ago or 10 seasons ago, if you will, how completely different this team looked. I mean, Louis Erickson led the team in points that season. Jamie Benn was on the roster, a still relatively new Jamie Benn. Brendan Morrow on that team. Mike Ribeiro on that team. Though Ribeiro, Erickson, Jamie Ben, the top three scorers. Erickson leading, Jamie Ben second, Ribeiro third. I mean, that is just a completely different looking team, which obviously you don't see too many players stick around for 10 years. Jamie Ben clearly has been around for that long. But a lot of the other guys on that team, if you go take a look, are either on other teams right now, but probably on their last contract or soon to retire. Or they're already retired. And I mean, obviously, again, that is 10 years ago. But you even look how different the Stars roster looked in 2015. I mean, of course, you had 
Jamie Benn, you had Tyler Sagan, John Klingberg, Jason Spezza, um, Alex Goligoski, who was on that 2011-2012 team, who's now in Minnesota, um, on kind of on the last legs of his career. You had Anton Roselle, you had Jan Mark, you had a young Esselin Dell, Roddick Foxa, Jamie Alexiak, the big rig, you had Steven Johns on that team. So, I mean, a lot of these guys that, even up to last year, some of these guys still on the stars, some of these guys still in the league, but a lot of those names that I just threw out either are no longer on the stars or if they are, they're not quite the player that they used to be. And again, this is just in hockey's nature for many guys to come and go. We see guys move around the league all the time. Really, the guys that stay long term are the true superstars or the guys that are supposed to be franchise players, your Connor McDavid's, uh, your Alexander Ovechkin's, your Sidney Crosby's, um, your Nathan McKinnon's, those kind of guys. I mean, you see those guys stay long-term, but everyone else, as sad as it is, they're somewhat expendable, and they're guys that you can look to move off of pretty easily in order to make room for something that's new. But there's just something about those mid, early to mid to late 2010 teams, so I guess kind of those 2010 teams with the style of stars that were so fun to watch. And maybe it's, for me, just because that's kind of when I started getting into hockey, it wasn't something I watched when I was a really little kid. Um, and so like the pre Jamie Ben days are just, it's not a whole lot that I know about. I know Mike Madonna was the biggest Dallas star ever and probably still is even to this day, but not a whole lot of knowledge there, but kind of getting into Dallas stars hockey in the mid 2010s, especially the late 2010s. I think that's what makes them hold such a special place in my heart. And a lot of these names like Spezza and Rads were a huge part of that and we're starting to see a lot of those guys fade away Spets is retired Alexander Radulov is gone Goligoski like I said played for the Minnesota Wild this past season but seems to be at the end of his career Tyler Sagan and Jamie Benn starting to show their age a little bit John Klingberg may be on his way out of course we still have Essa Lindell who's in the middle of his career Radic Fox but neither of those guys have really panned out to be superstar caliber players so who knows how much longer they'll be around with the stars? It, it's just crazy. So many of these names are are guys that I've they've just been namestays on this Dallas Stars team and franchise for so long, but they're either moving on and no longer on the team, or they're no longer these center pieces. And that's okay because that's how sports work. And thankfully, the stars seem to be in good hands. We have this new generation coming in, uh, and we'll get to see kind of who sticks and who ends up sticking around. For a long time, I and mean, we have Jake Ottinger, we have Jason Robertson, Rope Hints, Jacob Peterson, and then even just at the prospect level, you have Wyatt Johnson, you have Maverick Bork, you have Logan Stankoven, so many other guys that I haven't even mentioned. But I mean, this happens to every team, and every team goes through their cycles of kind of the changing of the guard, if you will. But it's just we'll look back on this and kind of see this as the we're in the middle of it because we still have these older generation players that can lead the way, that can be mentors on the team, that can guide these younger guys, like show them the ropes of the NHL and show them how to be successful players, how to be good professional players, how to have a good presence in the NHL while also trying to balance life outside of hockey because it's important to have those veterans on the team. I mean, that's how good championship teams are built. You look at the four teams left in the Stanley Cup playoffs, and it's a good mixture of veterans and young talent. And that's really what it's all about. And I think that's what makes this Stars franchise special and what puts them in a good space right now. I think many will overlook them as a team to truly be in a Stanley Cup window right now. And I think that's fair. Um, but at the same time, I think they showed this year that they were a dangerous team in the first round and they fell short by one overtime goal in a game seven. I mean, if the Stars score that game winning goal in game seven, I'm not saying that they would be in the conference finals right now, but 
who knows how the rest of the playoffs could have shaped out for them or for the rest of the Western Conference. Uh, it's truly just one of those what-if situations, and I think we saw how truly special this young group is. And with the idea of a new coaching staff coming in that can maybe kind of revolutionize the way that this Stars team functions, it, it's scary at some in some ways just because of the uncertainty, but it's also exciting for the exact same reasons that we could potentially you know, be seeing a true change of culture and player names and leaders of this franchise and hopefully for the better. Hopefully we'll get to look back on this moment and say, wow, we were really witnessing the beginning of something spectacular. We were witnessing the beginning of, you know, the, the next dynasty of NHL hockey. I don't, that might be a stretch. I could just be dramatic there. That could be an overreach. But that's something that we could be looking back on. And that makes it really exciting. So despite the sadness of seeing all of these young guys or older guys, excuse me, kind of retire or go to different teams or go to different leagues. We can have hope for the future of the Dallas Stars that we are in good hands and only good things can come from this. I mean, the, the best is yet to come. I mean, making the playoffs this year and going to game seven against the Calgary Flames might have been overachieving a little bit, but I think it leaves this franchise in a good spot. Well, I mentioned the Western Conference Finals a second ago, and after we take a quick break, we're going to talk about game one and how exciting it was and how good a game like this is for the NHL. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by BetOnline.net. Our partners at BetOnline continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. If you want to bet on the Stanley Cup playoffs, BetOnline.net is the place to do it. Bet the over on the Az Euler series, and I would bet the under on the Rangers Lightning series with Shesterkin and Vasilevsky. You can bet on NBA playoffs, the NBA finals, rather, Celtics and Warriors. You can bet on Major League Baseball games. It's all at betonline.net. You can head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Betonline.net, where the game starts. And we're closing out today's episode of Locked on Stars, talking about Western Conference Finals Game 1. And can we get six more games of what we just saw? At the time of recording this, I'm about 30 to 45 minutes removed from the end of Game 1 between the Colorado Avalanche and the Edmonton Oilers. And I know many Stars fans, including myself, myself not really excited to see the possibility of the Avalanche winning a Stanley Cup. I certainly do not want them to win the Stanley Cup, but boy, oh boy, do I want to see six more games of what we saw on Tuesday night. I mean, 14 goals scored. It was an absolutely electric game from the first puck drop until the very end. I mean, no shortage of offense, no shortage of drama at any point in this game. We see both starting goaltenders get pulled, which is something many of us probably expected multiple times in this series. We talked about it yesterday. Just the amount of firepower in this offense it is absolutely mind-boggling. And then you look at the Eastern Conference Finals, and it's probably a different expectation. Uh, I mean, you just look at this Edmonton Oilers team. They've seen 59 goals total in their last six games. Josh Bogorod tweeted that out 
I mean, that's just bonkers numbers, the amount of offense that we've seen in the games involving the Oilers and even the Avalanche, which with the Oilers, it's even crazier because their last series was against the Calgary Flames, who whenever the Flames played the Stars, goals were at a premium, and then all of a sudden they play the Oilers, and it's just a completely different series. And I think that's why the Oilers had the advantage because they had to play a little bit more of an offensive series against the LA Kings in round one, whereas the Flames were a little bit more back on their heels, I think, in round one against the Stars. I think that gave the Oilers the advantage, and they took it, and they won that series in five. But it was such a high-scoring affair, and all of the Stars in this first, this third-round series came out to play. I mean, McDavid got a goal. McKinnon got a goal. Hyman got a goal. McCarr got a goal. Ranton and uh, you know, Nugent Hopkins got a goal. Just everybody, all the big names on these teams got goals and it came down to pretty much a one goal game um it was an 8-6 final but that last one an empty netter from Landeskog but just everything you could have wanted in game one of this series and you know I say give us all the offense in this series and leave the good defense and goaltending to the Eastern Conference Finals which will be played tonight very very excited for that matchup I don't anticipate that we'll see the goaltenders get pulled in that game I really hope they don't I hope we get a great showing from Igor Shesterkin and Andre Vasilevsky and it, you know you got to approach these conference finals like a well-balanced diet one day give us all of the offense give us all of the electricity as far as the movement of the puck the goals the slap shots the one-timers and then on the other day give us really solid goaltending give us really good blocks give us really good body checks on the boards give us that really nice low scoring two to one three to two type game between the rangers and the lightning i think that's a pretty good way to close out the third round of the stanley cup playoffs before we eventually move on to the stanley cup finals themselves but this is what playoff hockey is all about two teams that are offensive juggernauts that were expected to be at this point in the playoff bracket and they live up to the moment they don't shy away from the moment and give us a dud of a game they live up to the hype they deliver a fantastic game late in the playoffs big moment national television the star players are the ones showing up and making the plays. I mean, it's everything you could ask for. And I mean, I love the NBA. I love watching the NBA playoffs, but we can all admit if we've been, if you've been watching them at home, you know, a lot of those games have been blowouts. They haven't been particularly close. It's been way more bad, boring games than there have been really exciting games. Whereas in the Stanley cup playoffs, it seems like just about every game um, is exciting. Even the games that seem like blowouts or, you know, one-sided, there's still thrilling moments in those games as well. And it's a lot more interesting to watch this year. I mean, I feel like it can flip-flop back and forth some years. The NBA is more exciting. Some years the NHL has more intrigue. And I think this is definitely one of those years that the NHL has the upper hand on the NBA. Although I do love both. I enjoy watching both. But man, this first or this first game against the Avs and Oilers was all that I wanted it to be. And I cannot wait to hopefully, knock on wood, watch six more games of that. And it just makes me think uh, if the stars were somehow in this situation, which I don't think they would be if they had gotten past Calgary. I don't know if they get past that Oilers team just because there's so much speed in this series with the Oilers, but also with the Avs. just watching guys enter the zone. I mean, that's something that most of the stars defensemen, I think every stars defenseman not named Miro Haskinen would have trouble keeping up with. Uh, and then the stars also just on the other end cannot enter the zone like those other teams can enter the zone. I mean, it's just such a fast paced game. So many of the goals scored in this game were, you know, off of 
one team gets a, a rush chance or a really fast opportunity to score, they miss, it goes wide. The other team gets the puck as fast as they can, and then they're on a breakaway, and they score that way. So that's just not a game that the Dallas Stars team this past year was designed to play. It'd be exciting to wonder about what if they made it to the conference finals, but if they somehow it squeak past the Oilers, I don't think at this point that there's any way they get past this Avs team, which saddens me to say because, uh, you know, obviously, again, we don't want the Avs to win a Stanley Cup the year that the Dallas Stars don't. But I digress. I This is such a great series. This series is good for hockey. It's good for the sport. And, and I'm really excited to see it continue to play out. And I think the other series in the East can be good for the sport as well, but for different reasons. If we can get the offensive explosion one night and the really sound defense and goaltending the other night, I think that is the perfect balance and that will keep all NHL fans happy. But that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Stars. Thank you again for tuning in, for making us your first listen every single day. For your second listen, be sure to check out the Locked on NHL podcast covering the Stanley Cup playoffs from the first round all the way to the final horn in the Stanley Cup finals. You can hear the latest news and opinions from our local experts every Monday through Friday. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast at. Be sure to subscribe to and follow the Locked On Stars podcast. Leave a comment, rating, or review. If you enjoy the show and like what you hear, you can find and follow me on Twitter at Dane Double Underscore Lewis and our show as well at Locked On Stars. Be sure to tune in tomorrow for more off-season Dallas Stars content. Thank you guys so much again for tuning in. We will see you back here tomorrow.